Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Uh, coming out of this series of Revive, right? We're, we're going into this series with the Holy Spirit and, and we're, like Pastor Michael introduced us, we're, we're going to be moving in the Spirit. Uh, I thank God we're a church that moves in the Spirit. But yes, quick story is uh, a couple weeks ago on a Wednesday night, I was preaching in kids and 10 of them raised their hands and said they already know how to speak in tongues. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. There's another one right there raising his hand. He's got it. Uh, so then I did, uh, I, I taught him, I gave him a message and the three points were his God, Holy Spirit is fully God. He leads us and he has gifts. And then we did the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so 13 kids received their prayer language that night. And um, it, it, was, it was actually really, really cool. So... I walked out of there to, to kids telling their parents, mom, 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 I just spoke in tongues for the first time and, I, and, and you know, the Holy Ghost and all this stuff. And so like to see parents cry was, it really moved me. And I didn't, I didn't remember at that time, but I was on the schedule to preach in middle school. So you guys heard it. I went into middle school and there was uh, several kids got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think there was three that got touched from God. They went down. And then as I was preaching, there was a volunteer that was just like, he had to take a seat. Like he had to take a seat. He took a seat and he was just overwhelmed by God. And he started speaking in tongues for the first time. And he's like, I seen a vision for the first time. So testimony is coming out of that. Little did I know I was on the preaching roster for high school in four more days. So I went over to high school and there was seven salvations, uh, many speaking in tongues and they left inspired by some of the testimony I'm going to share tonight. And so here I am with y'all and we're going to go after it. And so, um, same thing. You know, I asked God at that time, I said, um, what message do you want me to do to the high school? Because some of the middle schoolers were still in that same service. And he said, do it again. And it brought me to that scripture where Jesus healed the blind man and he healed him. And then nothing happened. Well, I would say nothing happened. Something happened, but he didn't get the full sight. And so he said, do it again. And I circled that word again. And I'm like, that's the message I'm going to preach. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do the same message for them. And so about tonight, uh, see, I could get deeper with the high school kids than I could with the middle school kids, just a little bit deeper. And I can't get as deep with the kids in there, but I, but I can still get pretty deep because God's word is truth. And so in here tonight, I'm going to get a little bit deeper on one of the points. Yes, he is fully God. He leads us and he has gifts. So I'm going to go on the, he leads us. That's kind of where we're going, but we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep tonight. If you guys don't mind, um, I'm, I hope that it brings some inspiration and I hope faith rises up. So the title of my message is, what is it? Let's go deep. Let's go do. I'm glass water. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So um, I was praying this morning and God gave me four things that are going to happen tonight. One is people are leaving with a deeper intimacy with the Lord. Um, so I feel if you've been walking this faith with God, I believe he has a deeper level for you guys. Whoever that is. I actually want to hear testimonies after this, but uh, there's going to be people that are going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit tonight for the first time. They're going to walk out. The, the prophetic language is going to be imparted and the ability to break down parables that the language Jesus spoke. It'll make sense as I go. And then I had this image. So God was speaking to me this, but then I had an image. And you guys know when you're tired and you kind of rest and you're kind of faint? Well, I seen a heart and a heart was inside of a body and he was tired and it was like kind of leaning over. And I don't think this is anything physical. I think this is a spiritual thing he was showing me. And he says, as you get filled tonight, 
the chest, your, your chest will be filled with water and your heart will raise up and be buoyant and it'll sit in the right place. So there's, there's, there's some hearts that have been filled in depression and some things on their heart. And I believe that you come down here, you get filled with the Holy Spirit. He's going to do a work in you guys. Amen. All right. Language is important. You see in America or in English, we use the word love and we use it so loosely. I mean, the world out there uses love as love, right? Like we could scratch that. But we use love in the same context as I love, um, let's say, chocolate ice cream, and I love my dog, I love my wife, I love these shoes, I love my hair, I love these things. You, you just use it so loosely. And the truth of the matter is I don't love the dog, my dog the same way that I love my wife. Correct? So in English, we use this word love, and we just kind of go after it. And so when you go into the Bible and you break things down into the Greek or into the Hebrew or even in the Aramaic, whatever you can. But in the Greek, the word love has actually four different words. So one of them is agape. That's the pure, undefiled love that God has for us. So, so God so agaped us that he gave his only son, correct? That's that love uh, that only God can give us. We can try to have that love, but it's, it's kind of hard. Um, then we have phileo. This is where we get the word Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. This is the brotherly love. This is, I'm going to pause on this real quick. This type of love I feel towards my brothers when I see them show up to men's prayer. When I see them show up to men's prayer, especially if it's the first time, and when they start coming out, stepping out in faith, like, I don't want to be here, I'm tired. But when they come to, to, to men's prayer, I look at them and I say, I phileo you. Like, I feel that in my heart. That's the type of love that that is, right? And then there's eros. And this is where we get the word erotic love from. And I won't talk to you guys about that. There's some kids in the room. But that's between my wife and I. Right? That's the erotic love. That's in a covenant with God. Yes, we invite God into that, that sort of love, absolutely. And then there's storge. Storge is a familiar type of love. This is a family love. Uh, in the Latin word, is familia. This is where we get it from. Um, so there's different types of love. So what I'm basically saying is I should not go to Pastor Michael and say, hey, bro, I eros you. That's just the wrong context. That's just the wrong thing. But there's a deeper meaning. Some people don't understand some of that. So going back into the Hebrew now, I had this beautiful moment of reading this week, and maybe some of you PFA apprentices would, would kind of go off of this, but I, uh, I was reading, and Holy Spirit brought up this chapter, and it confirmed what I was actually preparing for a message. And the word face in Hebrew is actually not face. So the way that in ancient Jewish culture is, the word face is panim, and the, the I am at the end of it shows you that that word is actually plural. So it's not, if God were to come to you, let me say it's the same way as water. Water is not a singular thing. The bottle is water, but the water inside is a mass. As the same is with the sky. The sky, you can't grab a piece of the sky, but it's just a mass. So when we talk about sky, it's a plurality. So that's the way God sees us when he sees our face. He actually sees our faces. And so when you dive into that, it's true. Humanity has so many faces. Think about the faces that we have as believers or just as human beings. We have the sad face and we have a happy face and we have joy and we have fear and we have all these faces that we can express. But there's also my wife will not get the same face that I have. The, the face I show her is not the same face that I will show a client at work. I'm a businessman when I'm at work. When, when I'm a student somewhere, I'm, I have that face and, and it's not the same as I would with my wife. Or my dog does not get the same face that I show my daughter. You guys get that? Same way with the word love. You could, dive, you could break it down. And so 
I started thinking about that, and I was thinking about discipleship moments I've had with people, with my brothers, or even conversations across the table at coffee, parents, coworkers, whatever it is, and how many times have you guys ever experienced having a deep conversation with somebody, and they have a face that they're not showing you the deeper parts of what's really going on? Like, you know, you have discernment. You guys carry the Holy Spirit, and you guys know that there's a deeper level to that hurt, to that shame, to that area, but they're coming with a poker face. And then I ask myself, God, I hope I'm not coming with a poker face to you in your presence. And it made me think about when I come to God, I should come fully exposed. When Adam and Eve seen each other, they were, they were naked and they were unashamed. And that's that exposure that I need to come to God in it all the times. And so Holy Spirit's here, God's here, and and every time you come up to the altar, are you coming with a poker face or are you coming with a reality of what you're walking through? Because the truth is, you can't, you can't be on a mountaintop your whole life. We're humans. We live in a fallen world. And, and all I would ask, and I, I know what the pastors would ask in this house, is when you come to the altar, come real. Or, point number one, show your faces. Show him your faces. Like I said, I've been in times where I, I come into this house and I'm just, I'm beat and I'm tired, but I know God's word is true and I know God's word has power to change us. And so I come to the altar, I come into worship, I step into his presence and I show him my faces, that panim, I show him everything that I have. And you have a choice. If you don't want to show your faces, hey, I have a, I have a quote from one of my good friends. He says, God rules all things, but he doesn't run all things. Think about that for a second. Whatever face I, chose, I choose to give God, he's going to move on that. If you're coming to him with a hurt, if, you, if the face of your heart is in pain, you come to him and he'll, he'll comfort you because he is the comforter, right? And if you come to him as a king, like, Lord, I thank you for your provision with happiness and joy, and you show him your face on that, he will move in that. But sadly, if you don't show him that stuff, is he going to move? He can He's all-knowing. He knows what's on your heart. He knows your face. He knows your face posture. He knows your heart's posture. He knows that stuff. Why not just give it to him? And so I've, I've learned in my walk, and I've hoped to impart this to you guys, that when you guys can be real and you can be honest, God moves. And that's what I do in my discipleship with my friends and my, my Emerge team and the men in this church. I'm very real. Am I not? I am so real with you guys that sometimes you're like, whoa. Like, okay? So anyways... Um, I wanted to, to talk really quick on a couple things. I'm going to share a story that's going to bring faith, but I did want to bring up Mark 8, 22 uh, through 25. As it comes up, I'm going to read it. And I just want to say that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, correct? And I find the way that God talks to me is like this, a lot. He talks to me in other ways, but he talks to me like this most of the time. He says, all these things Jesus said to the crowds in parables. Indeed, he said nothing to them without a parable. Think about it for a moment. You want to, like, if Jesus was up here preaching a message, if he was up here preaching a message and you came to hear, I need 10 chapters of scripture, and then Jesus comes up here and just speaks in parables, you're forced to listen to the Rhema word. You're forced to listen to what he's really saying to you. And some of the things just beads right off of you, and then other things you actually accept into your heart. Right, And so he fulfilled what the prophet said, I will open up my mouth in parables and I will utter what has been hidden since the foundation of the world. 
So I want to say that when he speaks to you, he speaks in these parables. He speaks in symbolism, and he speaks in images. And let me explain to you guys real quick. You guys might not think this, but when he says um, in Matthew 13, and I'll pull that verse up, and then I'll talk about a couple other verses. Let me pull there real quick. Matthew 13, it says, uh, this is when he heals a blind man. And he says here, he says, and they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought, them, uh, brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, led him out to the village, and when he had spit on his eyes, that's a pretty bad day if it seems like, uh, he laid hands on him and asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. And I'm going to pause there for a second. <clears throat> Throughout the Bible, you will get this, this language of trees Psalm 23, you're going to be a tree planted by still waters. That's you. You are a a symbol of trees planted. So anytime you read any of these things and you read trees, think naturally and then think spiritually. Like, like that's a little bit deeper. I know God's speaking to me in these, in these scriptures. And so he goes on in Psalm 23, he says that in John 10, he talks about the sheep. He talks about us being sheep. And then he's the shepherd and he's also the gate and he's this way. But am I literally a sheep? Do I Bah. Do I do any of that stuff? I don't. I'm a human being. I'm made in the image of God. I'm not made an animal. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have animal instincts. I am made in the image of God. I carry the spirit of God. So he's not talking literally. And so that's kind of where people get kind of hung up on this flat earth stuff. They get a scripture and they think literal ends of the earth. But they don't take the spiritual side of it when we read in here that I'm a sheep. It's symbolism. God speaks to that stuff. So if you're thinking on these, these very literal terms, that's what religion is. Religion will read this book and they'll say, a woman cannot get in the pulpit and preach. But the Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about authority. I'm talking about having the man as the head of the house and Jesus is Christ of the church. And so religion tells you very literal things. That's not this house. Not this house. So when that happens, when you allow the Holy Spirit to overwhelm you, and you can start to read scripture, scripture comes alive. Pastor Jurgen likes to say it swims on the page. And for me, I'm like, what, what, what did that say again? And I read that in a year, and it says some different. You know why that is? Because what's on the screen, that right there, which you read in white, I say it's ink, but it's not ink. That's the logos. That's the written word. That's what I have right here in my hands. That's the written word. But when somebody comes up here and preaches the written word and it hits you in your heart and you're like, oh man, that, that right there, I needed to hear tonight. That's the rhema word. That's when word, the word comes alive to you. And that's, what, that's how you need to read your scripture. That's how you need to come into worship, enter his presence is when the word comes alive. So my point number two is, might be different from my pages. So we'll let his word speak, or let's see what it says. Let his word, the rhema word, speak to you. Everybody, everybody quotes scripture, especially when they're mad at their wife or when they're mad at a leader or when they say something and they say, the Logos says, and they try to bring it up and they try to throw it. And that's actually cutting. That's actually not biblical and that's not really good. But what you can say is the rhema word speaking to me and then you come in grace and you bring truth and you talk to somebody, right? And that's the rhema word. When the rhema word is alive, it changes everything. And so how does that happen? It's the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, you know, there's a eunuch that's sitting there. He's like, I don't know how to read scripture. And he's like, well, the Holy Spirit, he'll teach you. He'll teach you. 
So Holy Spirit's here to teach you. He wants to guide you. And that's kind of the, the second point of what I was talking to all the kids and the youth is uh, he leads us and he guides us. And so I wanted to um, tell you a story real quick, and I hope it brings faith. I came in, uh, it was a month ago. It was on the 10th, a Sunday at 9 a.m., and I sat right here in service. Actually, I, I stood right there, and I'm a mover. If you guys, uh, oh, some people move more than me, but I move. And there's a scripture that says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. And so I move, and when I feel the presence of the Lord, I stop. And I sit there, and I get real still, and I don't sing, and I feel the presence. And I sat there, and I felt the presence of the Lord walk by. And he walked in front of me, and I peeked my eye open to see if it was anybody, and it wasn't. And so I closed my eyes, and then he rubbed his, back across, his hand across my back, and he said to me on my right ear, and he said, how long can you keep your amen? And I'm like, well, Lord, I'm trying to keep people in the church. Like, I don't want to sing. Um, I don't have a really good voice, but, and then it just hit me. Revelation hit me and it, it, it just basically went like this. If you're in trials and you're in a valley, how long can you hold the amen of my word? And so I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I'll write it down. I'll tweet it. I'll do something. I don't have Twitter, but, um, I'll do something with it. So then he says, I'm setting a a place at the table in the presence of your enemies. And then I, I, I snapped into a vision and I seen myself with the church. And we're sitting at a, a, a table, and I seen other tables like you would at a restaurant. And then I seen scoffers, and I seen liars, and I seen people that were gnashing their teeth at us, and they were cursing upon us. And I realized that when the Lord said, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm setting a place at the table in the presence of your enemies, I realized that the enemy's close by still. Like he's still close enough to see what we're doing. And you have a choice to listen to that. You have a choice to listen to depression. You have a choice to listen to that, or you have a choice to listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. And my focus is going to be at this table. My focus is going to be in this house, and I'm going to listen to what God is saying. So then I'm sitting there thinking, like, why? I went out to lunch. My wife and I came back, and we were setting up kids' church. We were still moving in, and um, I seen something that came across my Instagram that my brother is in the hospital, and he needs prayer. And so I put out my phone to, to call my niece. I'm getting her number. And when I do that, my mom calls me and she says, hey, um, your brother, he's in the hospital. And I said, yeah, I just, I just seen that. What happened? Is he sick? And she said, uh, he got shot. He got shot in the head. And I was like, okay, so with this hand, I'm on the phone with my mom. With this hand, I'm on the phone with the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, all right, God, what do I do? And he's like, call him. And I'm like, my brother, he just got shot in the head. He's probably dead right now. Like, what the heck? And so I call my niece, and I'm like, hey, are you with my brother? And she goes, yeah, I'm with my dad right now. And I said, uh, let me talk to him. And she's like, well, Uncle David, he can't talk. Like, his head's really swollen, and he's wrapped up. And I'm like, well, how are you next to him right now? I'm thinking gunshot to the head. Like, you're done. And um, so she's like, I'll put you on speakerphone. So I said, hey, J- hey, Jay. I was like, I need you to fight. I said, you're the strongest guy I know. I need you to fight. I'm going to be praying right now, and I'm going to see you in the morning. I need you to get through the night. I'm going to see you in the morning. Visiting hours were over. and So we left at 4 something in the morning, and we get up there, and I, uh, I'm praying this whole time to what God is saying. And I felt a peace, and that started with intimacy. I, just listening to God, there was an intimate moment where God just said something, and I believed it. I chose to amen him no matter what was happening. And so... I, uh, I walk into the hospital room. My brother's laying there. His head's swollen really, really big. He has a big eye like he uh, got punched by Mike Tyson. And I said, is that my brother? And I, I'm trying to look at him, and he looks different. 
obviously gunshot to the head, and I could tell his nose. This nose we have is the Macon nose. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know what you guys describe it as, but I see my brother, and I look at him, and um, again, I've, I'm walking in communion with the Holy Spirit, and he says, um, it's time to pray. So I stand up, and I don't listen to him, and I'm like, okay, what do I talk to my brother about? And I hold his hand, and he's in a coma, full-on coma. And the doctors were like, I don't know how he made it through the night. It's a miracle. I have no idea what's happening, but um, don't expect him to live. Let's get his will together. Let's get some things together. And I chose not to amen that. And I chose to say what God's going to say. So I walked up to my brother, and I said, hey, Jay. And I told him a joke. I won't tell you guys a joke, but I told him a joke. And his finger went like this. And I said, he can hear me. And I felt the Holy Spirit tap me on the butt and says, you're in the game. Let's go. And so I said, in the name of Jesus, right now I declare life. I declare right now that you will live. And I said, John 10, 10, or John 10 says that he came to give life and life abundantly. I prophesy life over you. Uh, this is the fingerprints of the devil. Like, I, I declare you will live. And then I felt peace. And I walked up out of that room. I said, Dad, let's go. We went downstairs, let my sister go up there, and within the hour, my brother wakes up from a coma. He pulls out. He pulls out his, his I don't know what it is, the breathing tube, there's something way down in his throat. And he starts ripping the bandage off his head, and I'm like, oh, there's nothing up there, like, quit. But I was at peace. And I'm like, okay, God's moving. The second time that happened where I prayed over somebody that came out of a coma, and I'm like, that is what God does. Like, less of me, but just more of you, God. Like, you are the one that brings the power. And so I, I, they end up saying something about he's going to be paralyzed on the right side forever. Then they said he'll never, uh, he'll never talk again, and he'll never remember. And I'm like, do I amen that, or do I amen what my word says? And so I'm like, I'm going to amen what the Holy Spirit told me, because he is God. He's fully God. So I... Uh, I go up there like in a few days, I, I check it out a few days later, and sure enough, he's paralyzed on the right side. And he's in and out of a coma, and he's kind of like, you know, in a vegetative, vegetative state. And I could tell on the, at the skin color of his right side is very yellow, and it wasn't moving. And this side had blood, and he was warm and, and all this stuff. And um, so I'm sitting there with him, and no one's in the room. The nurse has to sit there. Well, I'm sorry, the nurse is in the room, but none of my family's in the room. And I sit there, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, what are we doing? Like, you tell me when. You tell me when to speak. You tell me what to do. I'm absolutely going to listen to you. I've already seen you moving. We're going to do this. Like, I'm believing. It's going to be a full recovery. Yeah. News all over. It actually, nationwide, there was a robbery at 7-Elevens. And they're like, yeah, he killed four people that night. They're waiting to see the next person to expire to see if he'll get the fourth count of capital murder. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because God's, God's butt is right there. Like, not this butt, but like the butt, like butt God. He's coming in. He's moving in. And so I, I'm, I'm looking at my brother. I'm holding his hand. And I'm like, I'm going to pray now. And my brother's sleeping. And so the nurse is right there. It's a lady. And I'm, I should have followed Jesus and said, get out of here. Like, no faith in here. But I didn't. And I said, you're going to hear this. I'm going to pray. But when I pray, this is not just a somber little prayer. Lord, help us this and that. I'm going to prophesy some things. I was like, so you're welcome to stay. If you want to leave, you can leave. She said, no. So she folded her hands and bowed her head and I unfolded my hands and I stood up and I said, God, you're going to move right now. I just, I know that's what you do. You hover over the waters, you move where there's an open vessel. And right now I declare on behalf of my brother, there's an open vessel. And I looked at his right side and it's no color. 
And I just laid hands on his right side and I said, in the name of Jesus, you come alive. Ezekiel 37, speak to these dry bones, they're gonna come alive. So I start speaking to him and then all of a sudden like, um, he wakes up and then he grabs my hand out of nowhere and he pulls me back down. I was like, I guess my brother doesn't want me to leave. So I just started praying in tongues and things were happening. I woke up the next morning to a text from his mom saying that he can move his right side. Now he's starting to move. And I'm like, God. The, the, and I, we're just checking these things off. And one of the last things I heard him say was, uh, or the latest update I got, and I want to update you guys, is my brother, when I walked into the room the last week, I went in there, I walked in and he's yelling. And he looks at me and he like kind of focuses and you see him to start to cry. And the doctor's like, he knows who you are. So the whole remembrance thing, check, that's gone. Like, what else we got left? Now it's just speech. All we're just working on is speech and then it's full recovery after this. And uh, I just found out two days ago that my brother looked at his mom in the face and said, mom. And, he, and so he's like waking up, things are happening. So God is shifting. And I wanna say this real quick. God, that's for you guys. You guys have the authority, you guys have the power, you guys have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, believe it or not. And some of you guys need to understand that Jesus didn't uh, die on a cross, he didn't get whipped, 39 lashes across his back, one more would have killed him. He did not have his beard pulled out, his uh, crown of thorns put on his head, for you guys just to check the box. He came on a mission to give you the Holy Spirit so you guys can move in power. Like if you want it, it's here. It's absolutely here. I'm telling you, I believe, and I've been saying this since we started this campus, there's gonna be people in this room that when they see a dead body, they're gonna raise them from the dead, and it did not happen twice. Did it not happen twice. I've been saying that in this campus, and it's here. It's not this campus, it's God. It's God, it's fully God, so if you want them, I'm gonna read uh, one more set of scripture real quick. Ezekiel 47. It's titled, Water Flowing from the Temple. When he brought me back to the door of the temple and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple. Okay, it says, I'm gonna go down a little bit. Then he brought me out by the way of the north gate and he led me around outside to the other side, to the other gate that faces to the east because we're east campus, that's what happens. It just, it's there, it's prophetic. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Going eastward, with the measuring line, his hand, this is God taking uh, the prophet Ezekiel, the man measured a thousand cubits. And then he led me through the water and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me out through the water and it was knee deep. And fast forward, he did it again and he was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand and the river uh, could not be passed. And I'm just gonna pause there for a second. And I wanna let you know that the river is the Holy Spirit. And we are called here to be imparted with the Holy Spirit. And when we go out, whether it's a thousand cubits that way or a thousand cubits that way, you're gonna end up at a certain level with the Holy Spirit. You should be at some point either touching the trickling water or you should be ankle deep right now. Maybe some of you guys don't even know Jesus, but God's calling you into deeper waters. And as you walk with him, he's calling you from ankle deep to knee deep and if you guys ever been at the beach, when it's knee deep, there's a little bit of control that starts to pull you a little bit. But when you're waist deep, whether it's a lazy river or a mighty rushing river, sometimes you can't control what happens. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead you into still waters, but that leading, he'll tell you, go do this, pray here, pray now, bless that person, 
speak grace over this person. And that happens when you're truly intimate with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead you in all of this stuff. My third point is walk into deep water. What are you afraid of? Some, some people can't swim. And let me give this analogy. If you can't swim and I grabbed you by the arm and we walked out to ankle deep water, you're probably cool. Probably don't need to hold my hand, especially if you're a guy. Then we get ankle deep, we get knee deep, we get waist deep, and, I'm, and you probably might be holding on. We get out to chest deep or shoulder deep, I promise you, you're holding on. And that's what you need to do with the Holy Spirit. So I'm believing the Holy Spirit here tonight wants to walk with you into deep waters. And sometimes it's scary, but that's where faith lies. If you guys truly wanna walk out into deep waters, you have to trust the Lord. I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask anybody in this room. I actually, I want everybody to close their eyes real quick. And if you're not walking with Jesus, maybe you don't know Jesus, maybe you used to walk with him and you feel shame and guilt and condemnation every time you come near a church or you think about a church. And you don't know that if tonight, if you walked into a 7-Eleven and something happened and tonight was your last breath, the very next breath, would you wake up in heaven? I wanna ask you that question. I asked the kids. And surprisingly, the high school kids were like, I don't know. There's several kids that were like, I don't know. So I'm asking you here tonight, if you don't know Jesus like that, if you don't know that if your next breath, your last breath here on earth, you don't know that where your destination is, I'll give you an option, there's two choices. One's in eternity with Jesus forever and ever. If you don't know that you have that, I'm asking if you would just be faith, like have the faith to just raise your hand. I just wanna know. Thank you. You see, God says, whoever believes and calls upon the name of Jesus, you will be saved. So I'm believing those with their hands up. God's calling you right now. He's calling you out into ankle deep water and he's saying, come with me, trust me, son. Trust me, daughter. I wanna fill you right now with everything that I have. I wanna give you every spiritual blessing. And yes, maybe in this moment, you can't take the riches of heaven, but what you can take is the peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. And once you have that peace, you'll have the power. I ask the kids, if you want the power to go lay hands on the dead and they will come alive, to lay hands on blind eyes and they'll see again, Raise your hand. So I wanna ask you guys in here, who wants that? Who wants to raise the dead? But be careful, because you're raising dead, that means there's some dead things, that means there's some hurt, that means there's some stanky stuff in life. But I ain't afraid of it. Do you wanna, do you wanna lay hands on the sick and they will recover? Because that's a promise that God said, can you hold that amen? If that's the case, raise your hand. If you wanna move in the power of the Holy Spirit to where you can hear things and unlock hearts, moving in the prophetic, I wanna see your hand. I'm telling you, cause we're called more, uh, we're called to, as deep cries out to deep, we're, we're going after it. I'm telling you, I wanna see broken bodies coming through these doors. I wanna see them healed. Why? Cause it glorifies King Jesus. And if you want that too, I'm telling you right now, we are gonna fill you up. Spirit of God is here. So I wanna ask you, if you have the faith to stand up and actually come up to the front right now and to be asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit, 
We're gonna do a prayer right now. So I just wanna know, I want you to come up to the front if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, if you wanna be refilled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to a heavenly gas station right now and we're filling up. Come on up here, little guy. The power of God is here, I'm telling you right now. Yes, ministry team, you can come up here. I just want you to stand behind them real quick and we're gonna pray over them. Yes, Lord, I thank you right now that your spirit is here. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit to cast out devils and demons. I'm talking about the nastiest demons, the demons of, of addiction, the demons of depression, the spirit of death. That anointing is here. Let's get free so you can move in it. Heavenly Father, God, I declare right now your power at work here in this church. I declare miracles, signs, and wonders over, over every single son and daughter in this room. Lord, I thank you for a touch of heaven. Lord, I thank you that miracles would follow everywhere we speak and everywhere we go. I release freedom, freedom right now. Chains broken in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I thank you that you would fill them. Right now, I'm gonna do what I did with the kids. And I told them to start off by saying Jesus. Just start saying Jesus, repeatedly say it. But I want you to say it slow enough that you actually can, can, can understand what you're saying. Just say Jesus. Because John the Baptist said it's Jesus that comes that baptizes you with fire, baptizes you with the Holy Spirit. So keep saying Jesus right now. And some of you just start saying his other names. Yeshua, let's start saying uh, Jehovah Rapha, let's start saying Yahweh, let's start saying these names, but always revert back to Jesus because there's power in the name of Jesus. Say it and watch, you're gonna start to see the bubbling up of the Holy Spirit. You're gonna start to see your mouth starting to say things that you don't know what it's saying. My friend that's speaking in tongues, Jesus right now, Jesus, keep saying it. Let's keep pouring out, let's keep asking the Lord, let's, let's show him your face that you're hungry, a hungry for revival. Lord God, I thank you right now that you're moving on these hearts. Yes, that still small voice, that, that wind that's coming. If you guys are quiet enough, but you guys are speaking, you guys can hear it. That's the sound of Pentecost. Let's keep speaking. If you're not speaking, let's say King Jesus. I'm telling you, it works with the kids and it works with you because God's word is the truth. Ask him, King Jesus, that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. Just ask him in the privacy of your own heart. Now ask him, ask him to raise the dead. Ask him for eyes to see. Ask him for a way to get free from your addiction. Ask him for a way to speak to you in worship. Lord, I thank you for the power of God in this room. Just keep speaking it out. Keep speaking it out, King Jesus. I declare healing right now over whatever is broken, whatever is hurting. Lord, I lift up the hearts, the hearts of those that are sad, the hearts of those that are walking through depression and we bring hope. We ask for an injection of hope right now over these hearts. And Jesus, you are king. Let's keep saying it, King Jesus. Say Jesus and I promise you, it's gonna start bubbling up. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask in this precious moment, this holy moment, Lord, that you're continuing to speak to them. I declare, uh, Lord, that, that you would show them visions, that you would show them signs. 
Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray. Just sit here and soak in this moment. Freedom. I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Michael, but I want the ministry team to come up and I want you guys to stay here and just get ministered to. And if you're here for 20 minutes, stay here for 20 minutes because the Lord is here. Lord, I thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.